You're listening to the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. Welcome back to the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. Today we'll be talking about what kind of made Tim and I get into this profession. So um, we'll be talking really a candid, open conversation about why people just in general potentially choose this profession, but obviously more specifically, what um, what drove us, Tim and myself, to get into something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, I, I get this question a lot, you know, when, when I when I meet with people for the first time, um, I often open up the, the floor for questions uh, if they want to know some stuff about me. And a lot of the, the question that I get, get a lot is, you know, what, why do you do this? What, what, what made you want to get into this? Um, so I think this is a really good conversation for us to have to, to open up a little bit, kind of go behind the curtain a little bit, but yeah. So it, you know, basically my, my, my story, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was going into college. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I picked psychology because uh, it just seemed like something that was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really I was, I was really going to college focused on sports. Um, and just really just sports. <laughs> That's it. And so I, and so I picked psychology and, uh, I started to take classes and I started to really, really enjoy it. And I said, wow, you know, this is really, this, this is truly interesting to be able to understand, uh, how and why people, pe- people's minds work the way that they do, like mm-hmm. being able to study it, being able to understand it. And, uh, I sort of just really fell into it. I really started enjoying it. Um, and then I was, I was very, very fortunate to be connected with three professors in undergrad who, you know, I did a little bit of research with them. I was, I was a, a, a teacher assistant to, to two of them and we became really close and they were psychotherapists themselves. And mm-hmm. they kind of, they were able to show me kind of what life is like as a therapist, you know, not just what you learn out of a book. Sure. 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 Well, it sounds like, uh, well, the the way I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, which I think is kind of paramount as clinicians, as psychotherapists, is having this idea of uh, or this this sort of maybe personality trait of openness and exploration, because that, that's oh, kind of what I'm hearing that you're you're saying. Absolutely, you know, I I on one hand I was very very fortunate to to be in contact with these people, um, and on the other hand I really wanted to know, you know, so. Um, I, I, I certainly wasn't shy about going to office hours, right? And, and, and connecting with them and, and having kind of like a little bit more than just a student professor relationship mm-hmm. where, where we got to know each other and um, really kind of taking like my curiosity and really asking more questions, which of course my professors, they, 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 they loved. <laughs> right, um, right. And, you know, I, I, I think it was really mutually beneficial. I think, I think my, all my professors in, in undergrad and in grad school, they, they kind of appreciated my openness and my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course it helped me out a ton because I was able to really, um, understand what it was like and really find a passion for it. And then I felt really, really great about going to graduate school and, and, and pursuing the field because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So, you know, I really started off college having no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended college with a really, really solid idea of exactly what I wanted to do. Well, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you do pursue a graduate uh, degree. It means that your interest didn't just stop at getting the undergraduate degree, barely kind of pursue it a, a lot further. And then obviously the trainings that go along with it and the, and the years before getting your 
clinical licensure. So it's uh, mm -hmm. definitely developed a significant passion for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Constantine, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your story. What, what, what brought you here? Yeah, my, mine, I guess, is a, it's a little bit more convoluted than that. Um, <clears throat> I, I come from a, a long line of either IT people or computer science people. My grandfather was, uh, was an accountant. My uh, my grandmother was like in high level management, so I always joke that I must have been adopted because I am uh, not very good at that stuff. And actually, I went to uh, SUNY Stony Brook here on, in uh, Long Island, New York, for to <laughs> become a computer scientist. Hmm. Um, and I remember, I think second semester, or third semester into it, I'm getting like B's and C's. I took an accounting class, I got like a C minus, and I'm like, oh my god what what is going on here so funny enough i remember um <clears throat> i had like my first panic like symptom or panic like or just maybe a a full-blown panic attack watching a movie and i'm blanking on the name um office space mm. <laughs> i don't know if okay. you've ever seen that movie yeah 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 uh, if you remember those little cubicles remember how he was sitting in it and then halfway through the movie he just kind of knocks it down so that he could see the window and i remember being in my, in my little cubicle and in stony brook the the, <laughs> the little apartments are super tiny i'm sitting in it it's nighttime i just got like a c minus in accounting I'm struggling with computer science and i'm watching this movie i'm like oh my god what am i doing i remember i had to walk out had like i'm telling you, like heart palpitations the whole nine yards and i'm like all right i'm uh I'm going to my guidance counselor at Stony Brook um, and saying, I need to change something because this is uh -huh. not working. This is, I'm not doing well. I don't like what I do. And then all of a sudden I, um, I kind of on the way there hung over, I might add, uh, <laughs> saying to myself, <laughs> Holy moly, like, what am I going to do? And then just kind of, it, it really kind of came to me. So like, you know, I like people. I get along with people pretty well. I read people pretty well. I kind of know what they're about, what they're looking for. And I thought, uh -huh. can you turn that into a profession? So I was kind of going back and forth between should I get a graduate degree in, in psychology or should I go to medical school and, and become a psychiatrist? And sort of uh -huh. talking it through with a guidance counselor, talking it through with some of the professors, kind of like your story. You know, they really suggested going more into psychology because it's really more of an exploration piece. It's really more about mm -hmm. understanding what people work rather than, you know, uh, helping patients deal with symptoms through medication management. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and that that really the journey didn't really stop there because like once you get into psychology, like what kind of psychology? You, know, you could do mm. a lot of different things in psychology. So I remember, should I do like industrial organizational, which is a little bit more about working in organizations and, and companies, or should I go to clinical? And I potentially like yourself, I had this experience with a professor. I'm blanking on her name now. I think she was in cognitive psychology. And um, I stopped by her office, office hour, also trying to get a little bit more sort of clarity. And she goes, well, tell me what your interests are. Why do you want to get into one versus the other? So I do my little spiel. And she goes like, obviously, I don't know what to tell you, which way you should go. I can tell you, however, like when you were speaking about clinical psychology, you were passionate about it. When you were talking about industrial hmm. organizational, I mean, you were talking about it, but I didn't really feel any zest, any interest, any enthusiasm. You're just going through the motions. So that feedback I can give you. Well, I took that feedback and ran with it and applied to graduate school and Yada, yada, yada. I went to here in, uh, in northern New Jersey. I went to Fairleigh Dickinson University in their PhD program. Yada, yada, yada. And seven years later, I got my degree. But interestingly enough, although 
I, I started out by maybe doing the computer science thing and then navigating through psychology or psychiatry or mm -hmm. what type of psychology. You know, looking back now, there's been to me some other forces like, you know, I think all of us have to kind of process and deal with certain things. And now that I've been, you know, this is my 17th year, I think, working with patients, including mm -hmm. graduate school, you know, you notice how some of that information is really helpful to you to process, you know, sort of your own demons. And now looking back, it makes a lot of sense that I went into clinical psychology, not only because I'm relatively relatable, not because I could read people well, but it also helped me in my personal journey. So you kind of put mm -hmm. that all together and you <laughs> it's funny enough to look back, you start out in computer science, something that I knew I didn't really like just because it's through momentum with, with my uh -huh. family. And then you navigate it out, out of, and you finish with a, with a PhD in clinical psych. Like it, it, it's, it's a deviation. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm, I'm just laughing right now because uh, I guess I guess it took a, a a hangover and a small panic attack for for for, for us to be here today. Listen, uh, I, that's not a joke. That is the absolute truth. And throw in a little bit of office space, and you kind of yeah. put that all together, and and yada yada yada. As I said, I went, and then I applied right away. I got into the program here at, at FDU, and. Uh, <clears throat> better for it in just so many different ways it really and being in private practice and kind of working alongside you just really combined my not only interest of clinical care but also kind of running a business and just like it just came together mm -hmm. really really yeah nice. you know i i i forgot this one this this one piece of my story um uh you know i um one of my professors they said they said go on psychology today and and reach out to a therapist hmm. And I said, oh, I was like, that's not a bad idea. So I did, right? Oh. I, I, I purposely found uh, a, 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 a younger male therapist and I, and I reached out to him and I, I said, hi, you know, my name's Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm an undergrad over here at, at, at Montclair State. I'm really thinking about, you know, psychology. I don't, I don't know exactly what I, you know, like where I want to go with it. And, and he, he was great. Uh, I think his name is, is, is Jeff Hughes and I haven't spoken to him or heard from him since, but he met me for coffee and oh. we, we, we met at a Starbucks and he told me about what he does, what he did, his, his, his trajectory. And I said, huh, that sounds, that sounds great. Um, which, which was a, it was kind of like the, the, the nail in the coffin for like, okay, yes, I'm absolutely 100% going to do this. Um, and I, I forgot that I did that. And it was, it, it, it was another thing that was very, solidifying for me hmm. um and, and and super helpful um but i i i want to go back to, to one point that, that, that you made before constantine is uh i feel like we get so much out of the training and the knowledge and the work that we do you know it's it, it you can't not look inward right as you're as you're learning about these theories and you're learning about the techniques and the trainings and all of it um and it is just such a such a truly enjoyable and sometimes a little scary experience to 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 be learning about all of this and then really think deep inward sure. on yourself. Sure, sure. I think it's 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 not only really fantastic to be able to understand other people, but it's fantastic to, to understand ourselves too. Oh yeah, and and I think um, I think a lot of what what draws therapists to the field is is the desire to help people. Um, and then I think what keeps us going is, you know, we, 
we get a lot for ourselves too. Absolutely. We, it, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself here, but you know, I find my work to be extremely um, enriching, extremely powerful. I, I, I'm, I'm really happy with what I do. It, it, you know, um, people say, you know, like you must hear so much pain and and bad. And you know, I, I, I work with a lot of trauma, so, so yeah, I, I do. Um, and people say, like, how do you? why <laughs> like wh- why would you want to hear all the bad stories and you know i guess i say um to see someone improve to see someone make progress and to have that conversation and say hey you know we started x amount of time ago and you were feeling this way and now here we are today and we and you know you're feeling so much differently those conversations um coupled with the personal introspection part of the work it really makes it so so worth it. Right, right, right. Agreed. Agreed very much. It sounds like, you know, the way I'm hearing that is helping people to kind of empower, right? Like they're struggling with something and they come out, be it four months, six months, a year later, feeling better and hopefully also getting some ways about how to manage some of the feelings going forward, be it trauma or be it kind of anxiety or depression or anything like that. That That's at least my favorite part. When, when a person finishes sort of a treatment or finishes our, our relationship, if you will, and they walk out mm-hmm. and they, they tell me like, wow, I feel like I'm, I'm better suited to, uh, to meet some of the challenges. Like to me, that is so satisfying. To, yeah. to have a person say that, to empower them, that they can feel more confident embracing on this life journey, to me, that's uh, that's very satisfying. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I think I think everyone has, has, has the question of, you know, what brings therapists to the field? And, you know, I spoke about my story, you spoke about your story, um, but we also know a lot of other therapists. Um, right. And um, I guess I'm just trying to think now of, of what 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 you and I have heard about other therapist stories on on how they get into the field, um, mm-hmm. anything coming to mind? What comes to mind? I don't I don't know any specific clinician or a therapist that I could say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember speaking to Bob and he told me X Y and Z. But I I don't necessarily think our stories are too dissimilar. I think mm-hmm. you know somebody like yourself in your story where you are open and curious and trying to explore and and show initiative to pursue something that you began to like. I think that's not an uncommon story. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people can relate not only becoming a therapist, but just I think some of the listeners can kind of think of it for themselves in terms of how they got into what they got into. And I I think my story isn't too dissimilar either. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe getting into it because you connect with people uh, or you relate to people well, but on the other hand, kind of processing and, and learning how to figure oneself out uh, also is not an uncommon reason why people get into this sort of field. Uh, w- what I do think, and I think we spoke about this in one of our other podcasts, but I think it's it's worth mentioning, you know, even that whole expression about therapist shopping, right? I mm-hmm. probably know when people kind of come in and, you know, maybe go through three or four different therapists before they kind of settle in on somebody. I, I do strongly believe that what makes the difference between sort of a more effective clinician versus a less effective clinician is not only the skill level, not only their credential, not only their training, not only personality style, but also the invisible predictor, which is if 
if the clinician got into this field because they have their own stuff to work out, how mm -hmm. far they got along through working that out so they could actually be present and mindful and helpful to the client. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I think a lot of, and again, I can't speak to any, any person, you know, any, any person in particular, you know, but um, sometimes I hear people say like, oh, I want to be a therapist because, you know, I went through my own this, that, or the other thing, or, um, you know, oh, I, you know, I got so much help when I was however years old, however many years old. Um, but I think that, that, I think it's really important, right? That, you know, uh, according to that, to that fit and, and, you know, finding, finding who's right for you. Um, I think there's something huge to be said about the therapists themselves working through their own stuff because, you know, we all, we all have it, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're, we're not perfect. Um, and I think it's just a matter of, well, how it is that you went through dealing with that stuff exactly. and, and the work that you've done on yourself. Exactly. I, I can't, uh, can't agree more. And I think we even did, um, a while ago, a YouTube video on like three or four or something like that predictors of how to choose a therapist. And I think one of the things I said was exactly this idea that unfortunately, I think one of the most powerful predictors, the client can never know, mm -hmm. which is how far the clinician got along in their own sort of self-development journey, uh, which again, I think you and I spoke about the first or the second podcast that we did about other is uh, credentialing is in everything and all sorts of other ways mm -hmm. on how to kind of think through this relationship. But I think that 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 one in particular, you can't really put on a CV. You can't, I, I think a lot of clinicians, because to your point, we're human too, may not even be aware of it. So how far the person has gone through the journey, you know, not to use a, a, a psych term, but like or how much they project their own stuff onto the client that they work with. So choosing uh, the right clinician, the clinician that can actually be very helpful, is uh, is is also a journey in itself, which is not unlike when you're looking for other people, like an accountant or somebody mm -hmm. to help you with the house. Right? Like oftentimes, it takes a couple of enumerations, if you will, before you could settle with somebody. This this is not dissimilar to that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think. Uh... If 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 I were if I was going to describe my my journey to to getting to where mm -hmm. I'm at right now, you know, in in, in a word or a sentence, um, I would kind of well maybe a few words. I uh, I think I was very fortunate. I I think I was very lucky, mm -hmm. um, and I think I was very uh, open and curious and uh, appropriately persistent. <laughs> you know, I uh, I think if 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 I was going to sum it up, you know, I I just really tried to to learn as much as I could. And th through that process, it, it, it was really fulfilling. Um, and so if, if, if anyone's listening to this podcast who, you know, maybe they're thinking about it or, 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 or think about joining this field, I would, I would encourage anyone to, to, to reach out, you know, reach out to a therapist, right. you know, uh, maybe if it's even not for therapy, just to ask them about their experience, what brought them in the field, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and uh, they could reach out to us. You know, you could uh, yeah. you could do that. I, I know I've spoken to several uh, psychology students first, second year undergrad mm -hmm. who were considering different things. So definitely make the time uh, for, for that as well. So you could obviously reach out to somebody that you know, maybe on Psychology Today. You could kind of uh, email us also. At, uh, you can go on our website. We'd be uh, happy to help as well. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah. So that's kind of, so, you know, becoming a, a therapist, I think is not very dissimilar how it is in, in other elements. I, again, putting a kind of a, a clinical psychotherapy lens through it, I think a lot of people choose their professions because there, there's something there that they're trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. Me, to mm -hmm. me, being an accountant, maybe you like your life organized, right? Maybe if you want to become a surgeon, you really believe in taking things out for the benefit of others or fixing something for the benefit of others, right? If you're becoming an attorney, maybe because you have a strong sense of ethics and right and wrong, right? Like, I, I just feel like mm -hmm. it's not uncommon why people get into this field versus others. One question that always... Um, I always kind of take in and process and try to think how to best answer when people say clients or friends or whatever say, oh, but you, you're in this field because you help people. And and I say, yeah, I guess we, we help people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take anything away from that. I also believe everybody helps people. Mm -hmm. I think my accountant mm -hmm. is very helpful to me and helps me. I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, people, uh, teachers are very helpful I, I, mm -hmm. I think bus drivers are very helpful. I think attorneys are very helpful. So I don't necessarily think it's very uh, separate to us as a profession. We help people with mental health right? and how to figure that out. But the idea of, of being helpful, I, I think is just a general term that could be applied to basically any profession. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't argue with you more. One quick little anecdote. Um, in undergrad, I had a really great professor and he opened up the conversation of like, why, why are you a psychology major? Like, why, why do you want to do what you want to do? Mm -hmm. um, and someone responded, oh, I want to help people. And he's like, you can help people in any job. Right. Um, and then someone said, oh, it would be such a great accomplishment to reach that level. And he says, well, go run a marathon then. <laughs> um, and and, and he, he basically bluntly pointed out that, you know, if you're here just because you want to help people and you think it's going to be a good accomplishment, then that's, that's, that's not enough. There, there, there kind of needs, well, there probably is a, a, an underlying desire there, right. um, to, to get into this field. Um, and I think that that's super important. Uh, and I think that little anecdote speaks exactly to what you just said. Right. It's right. not just about helping. Right. Exactly. I mean, I would even go as far as to say, uh, if you're considering this profession, I I wouldn't think that it would be a terrible idea for you to maybe even see a therapist before mm -hmm. just to kind of figure out yourself a little bit more. Is it what what some of the drivers are behind doing this type of work? Because, you know, to your point, Tim, and what you said before about your friends asking, you know, you work with trauma. That is, mm -hmm. you know, that's 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 tough on so many different levels, right? You have to be prepared for it. You have to kind of know why you got into it just to kind of have a clear head. I remember back in the day, and I'm not even sure if that's true nowadays, but I remember, you know, doctoral level programs required people mm -hmm. to be in therapy, be it psychodynamic, psychoanalytic back in the day. Mm -hmm. But there's a sense of requirement specifically to keep your sort of uh, shit for lack of a better word, you know, try yeah. to be able to kind of figure that out so that you can actually be present for the patient. So I, I actually think it's a very good idea to, to be able to do that prior to going to school for psychology during, just so that you're very clear of why you want to help in this particular way. It's to your point, the anecdote that you brought up, some of the things that I, that I was saying as well, like, because you could help in any way. This right. is not the right. only profession that helps people. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think uh, we've covered, 
at least some of the reasons why you and I got into it. Hopefully mm -hmm. for our listeners, um, they got a little bit of a sneak peek about, you know, so, some of the reasons for that. And hopefully it was somewhat open and revealing for you guys as well, just to hear our thoughts on it. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we are with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's, let's see if we could try to, sure. try to record an ending. Um, okay. Um, so as always, uh, thank, thank you so much for tuning in to the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. Um, always appreciated that I am joined by Dr. Konstantin Wukin. Uh, my name is Timothy Meyer, and uh, we hope to, to, to see you next time. This has been the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. See you next time. <laughs>